This is Ray's Rowdy Racing with Caleb Conradi and Dawson Edwards. Good afternoon, beautiful people. There it is. I haven't heard we it all year, a, I don't think, yet. We a, uh, yeah, we have a uh, unplanned... We were just kind of bored, didn't have a whole lot going on, said we weren't going to do a podcast this week. Here we are, so we going to do a podcast this week. Going to be an unscheduled pit stop here. Yeah, unscheduled pit stop. I like that. <laughs> we, uh, I kind of I was listening to some racing podcasts, got some cool ideas. I was like, they kind of talked about certain people, kind of what they're going to do this year. And I was like, why not us do that? Give us our uneducated opinion on uh, what we think will happen this year, go through Final yeah. Fours, go through what we think will happen in the 500. Um, we're going to kind of start literally at Wednesday with qualifying and work our way down into the points. I think that's kind of what we're going to do. Uh, yeah, preseason school picks. NASCAR. Yeah, old school NASCAR this, preseason thunder. That's what we're going to title this thing. So uh, Hell yeah. Randy Adams will know about preseason thunder. He'll remember that. I actually I just I had to get a lesson, and I just got a lesson in preseason thunder because that was long gone by the time I came around. Preseason thunder was when the cars went out and tested before Daytona started. Hmm. Things That's they just they don't do it. anymore. They just don't test at all. No, unless they're just testing short track, just short track packages that don't actually change anything. That's the only thing we test anymore. Yeah, yeah, and then they could drive all the way from North Carolina to Phoenix to test those. Yeah. Like there's not 800 short tracks uh, within 200 miles of Charlotte, North Carolina. It'd be too easy. That would just make too much sense, man. <laughs> but NASCAR wants to save money. Don't forget. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I another topic for another you time. Can do, we can you get can into that start, immediately. Yeah. yeah, you can just start right there and be like, well, what about this? What about this? You know, uh-huh. you just keep going and going and going. But we're not oh. going to get into any of that. Nope. We're going to start with tomorrow night. Uh, Caleb, uh, we can go back and forth here on asking each other questions, but I'm yeah. going to ask you here. So I'll go ahead and throw this out here. Denny Hamlin, his predictions are Jimmy Johnson qualifies on the front row. Oh gosh. And Kyle Busch wins the Daytona 500. No wonder Kyle's so, so high up there. Everybody's been listening to him. <laughs> we'll, okay, we that will opens get to eyes. the 500 next. We're going to go in chronological order here from the qualifying to the duels we're gonna talk okay. about trucks xfinity then the 500 so first off here caleb front row prediction for the 500 tomorrow night what you got i think one i couldn't agree less with denny hamlin's assessment of things <laughs> he said I, he called it a bold prediction which that, that is 100 percent true i'm glad he said that yeah. because i couldn't agree more that is an extremely bold prediction my prediction if you're talking simply qualifying my prediction, here. my prediction is you'd got to be an idiot to not go with history and know that at least one Hendrick driver is going to be sitting on that front row. It doesn't matter whether it's the pole. I agree with you. It doesn't matter whether it's runner-up. There is going to be a Hendrick driver sitting on that front row. I could absolutely see it being Larson or Bowman starting this race up front. Uh, Chase, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but they've just been too inconsistent in the previous year i think they've got a lot of mojo to get back and byron i mean i could see it happening but i bowman has proven himself so many times in 500 qualifying that he can get it done i don't see any reason to think that you shouldn't predict the 48 or the five up on the front row possibly both of them yep um 
The other half of that equation, though, it's so hard for me to make a guess because Ford and uh, Toyota are running these new bodies. And this entire race and qualifying is going to be based off aerodynamics. And there's no, it's hard to make a guess on that. So I think the only thing I can accurately predict, I I believe, is that a Hendrick driver will be on the front row. Uh, If I had to just make an absolute wild guess, Ford's always strong. So I would say it's probably another Ford driver. Uh, Gosh, consistent Ford drivers. Blaney, he struggles in qualifying a lot. Uh, He can get it done. just depends on the track. But. I don't know. I'm going to say Logano and either Bowman or Larson are going to be my, my two guys up front. It's hilarious because, uh, so like I said, this is unplanned. Me and Caleb haven't talked about this at no, all. No, have not prepared this whatsoever. I am pretty much <laughs> just going to reiterate what you just said. I agree wholeheartedly with everything you just said. Um, I saw a stat in which, obviously, I know over the last freaking seven, eight years, Alex Bowman has been the Daytona 500 qualifying god. Yeah. But he has, out of out of history of NASCAR, the most front row starts in the Daytona 500. And mm-hmm. then when when you see that stat, you're like, oh, totally. You know, it's it's happened. Feels like every year. Yeah. But to see uh, all those stats that have been, you know, every Daytona stat is pretty much owned owned by someone with the last name of Earnhardt. And to see one that's not is just like you still you're just kind of like, oh wow. You know, you you don't really expect that. So. No, you don't. <laughs> um, Bowman has the most front row starts ever. I am 100% with you. If it wasn't for the Ford and Toyota bodies, I would say it's going to be two Chevrolets on the front row. Mm-hmm. And I would, I, I'm going to pick Bowman and just be that guy, because why not? Um, instead of Larson, I could see Bowman. I'm going to pick Bowman or Byron, because you did Bowman yeah. and Larson. I'll pick Bowman and Byron. And... I am also with you on the Ford and Toyota thing. Either it's either they're either going to come out and and kind of like they said, like why would they change everything and be worse? So they're either gonna, they're they're probably going to come out and kick ass if I had to guess. And I could I'm going to go out and be even weirder, and I'm going to say one of the front row motorsports, either Todd Gillen or Michael McDowell on the front man. row <laughs> for the 500. Gosh, y'all in these brave predictions, man. Yeah. That's I mean, wild. This is for fun. So I'm not putting it money is on it. So it's incredibly for fun, fun for so, sure. So I'm going to say Front Row Motorsports because of their name and they're in a Ford and Byron or Bowman. That's who I'm going to pick. Yeah, I mean I'll it's see funny. If those come I, I can totally night. see why we agree on the uh yeah. on the Hendrick thing. That's the, the the hardest part about it is simply like we said these new bodies they're going to change everything about the aerodynamics of both of those programs. Ford obviously needed help last year all around. So hopefully this bot can provide a little bit of that. Um, But it's just, it's impossible. We don't have any access to any kind of data about how these things are going to react. The only idea at all we have about their performance is based off of the world's smallest racetrack right now. So, You can't really gauge anything about improvements off of an exhibition race one time. Yeah, nothing about L.A. Coliseum and Daytona 500. They have literally negative in common. Yeah, they do. So it's, I don't know, it's tough. We can make, these predictions are about as blind as we can possibly go. We're going off of history while also trying to keep in mind that things are changing. Yeah, and I just thought it was a great point when they said, like, they're not going to change things for the worse. So 
Ford really couldn't. Yeah, and Ford Ford is great at plate tracks. I was actually looking at some of our titles. Yeah. We have a title that's like Fords are fast at plate tracks. Mm-hmm. And uh, or drafting tracks, whatever people call it nowadays, I'm going to still call them plate tracks. And we can throw Atlanta into that. That's fine. But we're only throwing Atlanta into that from last year and up or what first year it happened. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some dark horses in there. You know, your Kezas, your Bushers. Your, totally. Totally. Uh, your Joe, any Joe Gibbs driver. I just always, I don't know, I get very, uh, I get very hesitant to try to support anything Joe Gibbs when it comes to a plate track because totally well they're always playing conservative this kind of leads us into this <laughs> unless next... it's Denny Hamlin actually racing the 500 let me preface it with that yeah yeah one of the best drafting guys we have that is going to preface me into this next thing the duels I think you know obviously last year the Fords had the 100% best nose to push with the Toyota and Chevrolet nose both were very similar last year they kind of had the point if you can see my hands here like to an extent i mm-hmm. remember a few years ago chevrolet's point was literally two pointed and they brought it back to kind of fix that with a new body style the camaro yep. i remember that. like they would get a little to the left a little to the right and it would make you squarely so i think racing wise you are going to see toyota is going to race better than they ever have before as a whole two reasons first reason is if you look at the top front of their nose piece, it is flat. Second reason is they added three new Toyotas to the pack for the 500. Hell you yeah. have all three legacy guys with John Hunter, Eric Jones, and Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson pending if he makes the race. Uh, I think he will. He made it last year in a legacy car, and legacy's 100% going to be better than they were last year. So pending on a wreck, I think Jimmy makes the Daytona 500. Yeah. I could agree with that. He's got, I mean, you can't deny the the experience he's coming in there with. So he'll have a cool head. He'll know what he needs to do. And he knows he can't really afford to wreck. Yeah. So I think and, he drives conservatively, but he has the skill to be able to do that and also put himself in the position that he exactly. needs to be in. I mean, we're talking about Jimmy Johnson, you know, yeah. so it's, it's hard for us to pick dual winners because we don't know dual lineups yet. We don't know which drivers in what uh, race. So we do have our guys that, we're going to get into we will talk more about plate racing when we get to the 500 section of this podcast so i don't want to ruin that yet i just think toyota's overall will race better as a whole because that puts them at four five six seven eight nine cars now nine toyotas can get together with a flatter nose they needed it yeah they did they did and 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 kind of like denny said this is the first year they've had enough cars to like make their own strategy before you had to latch on to the Chevy strategy or latch on to the Ford strategy. So now with nine cars, that's enough to have a good, strong pack. They can pit and make their own calls instead of riding on the coattails of another manufacturer. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's a pretty thought for sure. The one thing that makes me nervous about relying on that strategy is the simple lack of experience in all of those cars. Uh, yeah. that are being added. I mean, John Hunter, brand new to this to this car, pretty much. Noah Gragson, he's been out for the past however many months, hasn't even been able to race. He does he's have at Ford, least though. some experience. Oh, he is in a Ford. What am I talking about? <laughs> um, I was thinking of the forty three. Uh, Eric Jones. Thank you, Eric Jones. He's got he's got some good stuff. Jimmy, he hasn't really raced a ton in this new car, so you've got. You got a lot of experience to draw from, but not a lot of experience in this car. 
Yeah. So it's on one hand, I see the strength of numbers argument. On the other hand, I see a lot of potential pitfalls in that. It's fun. It's going to be fun to watch what they do differently because it really has been to Toyota shoehorn in on the uh, shoehorn in on one of the other strategies. It's going to be really yeah. neat to see yeah. how they adjust to having their own yeah, thing that, back again. Their biggest thing is just the numbers. They're you know having the nine cars to all pit at the same time. That's pretty much what I'm saying. Like I know the experience level and such mm-hmm. of the other drivers is totally different, but. Kind of, I feel like Denny Hamlin is going to lead. Uh, he's going to lead. He's going to, you know, lead this pack, make a lot of the calls. You know, obviously Denny likes to get out of the pack if he thinks crazy stuff's going to happen, which I totally understand. But uh, having nine guys is definitely going to help them out, regardless. Yeah. How many wrecks do you think we have in the duels this year? Man, I hate to be that old guy, but it always turns into one duel's super calm, one duel's not. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it always is that way, and it and just uh, yeah. history repeats itself every single year. And uh, they've been saying that, dude, since I was a kid. They've been talking about man, one duel's always calm and tame, and you know, you got one that's crazy. So I don't know. I, I think you do. There's a uh, four. I think four go or go home guys. So that means like two what is one, two, two and the other usually yeah, so you is got how they 30, split them. yeah yeah so two you got 36 guys locked in and there's four spots they're racing for which there's 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 four over f- i could be totally wrong. i want to say there's 44 entries for the 500 i could be wrong about that so uh you got your 36 i think that are locked in and then you got what eight drivers racing for four spots yep i think that's how that is i could totally be wrong Couple about of them that will get in on speed maybe yeah, I know they usually like to yeah. do that. I think it'll be like one. So out of those, you'll have two that get in on speed, and the other two race their way in. And Jimmy Johnson and Travis Pastrana made it in on speed last year, which yeah. Jimmy was in a completely different car, still for Legacy, but completely different car. Yeah, everything is going to be so different for <clears throat> yeah everything so, about that team now. So yeah, I'm just going to be that old man and say one will be tame, one won't be, but. You never know. It's it's kind of with this new car, the next gen. I know it's we still call it the new car, even though it's the third year. But it does race a lot different than the other car because in the other car, even with a small amount of cars on the track, because there's usually there's going to be about twenty cars ish in each race. It's really hard to get a third line with a full pack. So it's really really hard to get an extra mm-hmm. line going <laughs> with less cars. Yeah. So. You know, I just hope that it's not a train up against the wall kind of thing. I do hope there's there'll be some pit stops going on and stuff like that. So I think all in all it'll be it'll be just fine. Yeah. I mean it'll be fun to watch no matter what. Racing at Daytona is always a good idea no matter yeah, who you are. That's my so, thing. I'm racing. excited to see that and see my- how it all works out. I think you're gonna see you're gonna see some Fords do pretty well and Gosh, I guess it it just really depends on how everything shakes. I'm just so intrigued by this new body style, Me too. and it makes it it's it feels like the last few years since the next gen car has come out. Trying to predict anything is so freaking difficult because you have such a small sample size to pull from. Yep, and it feels like every year there's a major change in this, in something. So it's always like you're trying to relearn everything, and by about the halfway point in the season, you know who your strong cars are. You know who isn't strong, and that's about the time where somebody finds something 
or loses something like Chastain last year, halfway through the year, doing great. You're thinking championship favorite, but then he falls the hell off. And you just now felt like you got confident knowing who was running well. So that's what's made it a lot of fun. Predicting these 500s, honestly, I can call Denny crazy for what he's saying. But I can also say I have no clue what's coming, especially when you're talking qualifying duels this year. Totally, dude. And I think you bring up a great point. Uh, I remember last year we talked about this some, but it's a big difference, and not just plate tracks, but different drivers drove different at different tracks between the old car and this car. Mm-hmm. We talked about, we literally talked about it, I remember one time, about Denny Hamlin at plate tracks. Denny Hamlin is a top-tier drafter, but he has not had the success in a next-gen car. And you had a guy, you have a guy like Ryan Blaney, who, yes, he won some races. He was early in his career, so this isn't the best comparison. But he literally has won some kind of crazy stat out of the plate. Talladega and Daytona, he's won more plate tracks than he's lost in the last two years at, in you this gotta new love car. It. So, like, gotta love it. And I remember we talked about we talked about uh, Truex on on Truex and Chase Elliott on road courses. They used to dominate road courses in the old car. That is not the same case in this next-gen car. Mm-hmm. So there, there is different drivers that used to do well at certain tracks that still transitioning, or they don't do as well in the new car. So I think that's a great point when you do make your predictions and such for, you know, all throughout the year. The window is definitely getting smaller, you know, on this new car. Definitely yes. the big teams, your, you know, your power five teams as you you know college football reference there they're figuring it out and that window is getting closer but until we see how this whole entire season plays out we we just know on what has happened previously and denny has not been that top guy in a next gen drafting car and he's super vocal about it because he talks about how you know with 20 to go getting dropped to the back you 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 can't make those moves like you used to back in yep. the day. Twenty to go. If you were in twenty fifth, I mean, dude, you're in like prime position because you can pretty much do whatever you wanted and get to where you wanted to be. And people don't see you coming. Yeah, and that's just not not the case anymore. So you know, they the, the racing is different in this new yeah. car, no doubt. And it just continues to get more and more different as time goes on. Yeah, it it, it surprises really me how everything has been progressing. I know they've. They started out, all the cars are the same, and don't matter where we're going, you can use this car to do this. Well, now it's getting a little bit more, that, that separation's getting wider for every track at how different the car has to be every time they show up. So, I mean, with with the myriad of changes that come with the offseason with this next-gen car, honestly, you still want to shoot for your favorites. They're still going to be the guys that run well, but it may open the door for some of these guys that are sitting further back to be able to make something happen if something plays into their favor. Totally. So I can't wait to see what happens with that. Um, so truck series. I'm just gonna go out here and be honest with all ten people that listen to this podcast and you, Caleb. I don't even know I don't even know who's in what truck. I don't know who's new in the truck series. Um it's kinda hard for me to keep up. We kinda talked about it last week. The truck series is like this close to being unwatchable for yeah. more reasons than one. And I definitely dedicate all of my time to Cup and Xfinity. And if trucks are on, cool. If I miss it, I don't care. (laughs) 
I, I hate that we can say that nowadays because <laughs> I remember when I first got into NASCAR that there wasn't a race I missed. If yeah. it, if I did miss it, I had it recorded on YouTube TV and I'd go and watch it later on. Uh, maybe that was a byproduct of me being lazy as hell back then and not having anything to do. And so that's what I filled my time with was just watching every race that happened. Nowadays, I only have so many hours in my day. We've got a lot going on. We got our podcast. We got the road work with Travis and everything else that comes with planning a wedding. We're both busy as all hell. And if you want me to dedicate two hours of my day at any point in the week on a semi-weekly basis, you got to give me something. And I'm looking through these names, and I recognize probably three out of five every time. Uh, I just as I'm scrolling through here, some of these drivers I've never even heard of, which is exactly yeah. what it's supposed to be. There's supposed to be some people you've never heard of. To an extent. To an extent. But like we've talked about a thousand times, I don't even see a name in here that draws my attention enough to say, I really want to see what happens for this guy. Yeah, 100, I, I mean, 100% agree. It's just a little bit there with Ty Majeski, but I'm not going to go out of my way. Uh, there's Matt one driver, Crafton. Matt Crafton. I just want to see who he punches next. And Matt Crafton's just Matt Crafton. Like, <laughs> yeah, he is. He is what he is. There's one driver that I'm excited, super excited. He got a ride. Super. I think he is super talented. And when he has been in a truck in the other previous starts, he has done well. And it's Lane Riggs. Uh, okay, I other, can definitely see that. Other yeah. than Lane Riggs. And I, I I will keep up with Lane throughout the season. That does not mean I'm going to tune into every truck race. Um, I follow Lane and Front Row and all of them on social media, so I will keep up with Lane. I used to love Scott Riggs back in the day. He he was a big time Xfinity Bush Series driver back then. He raced in the Cup Series as well. Um, I'm going to keep up with Lane Riggs. That's pretty much it. I, I don't have anything else to say. I hope Lane. You know, I, I hope Lane's a Final Four driver. That's a championship-winning truck. He is super young, super green in this, but he has shown that he – I mean, he has done well in the truck and his Xfinity ride when he raced for colleagues some last year. So, I think the expectations are high for Lane, and I'm excited to see what he does, and so I will be keeping up with that. But I am with you 100%. I do not see – I'm not interested really in any of the other stuff. The truck series just is not what it was, and we harped on this last year. Mm. It just it just <clears throat> is not what it was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, watching it to Daytona, I feel like it's just – I just looking at the list of names that we have here, I think there are about seven people. I, I, I would even have to count them to make sure I had this right. But there's only a few guys in here that I actually have the confidence to be able to make all the laps. And that's basically Rhodes, Majeski, Crafton, Friesen. You're seeing I'm scrolling through the whole list of names. Yeah. You're seeing how, how much I'm struggling to find names. Totally. Eckes, Corey LaJoy is in there, and I'm running out. I these the rest of these guys. There's probably maybe a couple I missed. Ty Dillon, he's got plenty of experience, so I could see him completing them all, but. Ty's racing full time this year, which is which is cool. I mean, still though, like he hasn't raced full times in truck, full time in truck in a long time. I mean, like ten mm. years ago. I mean, he raced when I was like in high school, you know, yeah. like senior year of high school. And I don't really know where you put 
Rackley as a team. I mean, but they're, I mean, kind of like a B minus, C plus. I don't know, somewhere in there. They're not. It's like, going to be rough. <laughs> yeah, Ty Dillon is not going to go set the world on fire. I think <laughs> I would be. I would. I would say that Lane Riggs is going to run statistically better, average finish wise, week to week than someone like Ty Dillon, just because of equipment. Honestly. Yep. No, I agree with that wholeheartedly. But yeah, it's that's that's basically what I'm looking at. Is I'm looking at a whole bunch of names I don't really know a whole lot about, a whole lot of lack of experience, and that's been the kind of the story. So I think with when it comes to the trucks at Daytona, which is what we're actually getting around to, I see a lot of a lot of yellows potential. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, how yeah. many how many cautions do we have to have to set the record now in the truck series? I feel like it's up into like the twenties at yeah. this point. Yeah. And I could see that being kind of what we're getting ready to get. People are gonna let it, <clears throat> it's just really it's hard to calm someone that's that young and inexperienced down when they're on the biggest stage trying to make the biggest name that they possibly can for themselves. And I get it. You got to be a little selfish in that situation. But I really do think that we're going to see a very caution-filled, eventful race that really, it's it's kind of like a, a long, drawn-out speech that says nothing. It, yeah. That's kind of what I'm expecting. Two things to go along with that. One, we really started getting run into, me personally, running into problems with the truck series. And exactly what you just said, there was there was truck races last year that ran more percentage of the laps under caution than they did under green. Which Does is, anybody remember the championship in the truck series last year? Shit show. <laughs> shit show. Uh, you know, and that's a problem. And secondly, I don't even know if I knew Corey LaJoy was in the race. I assume he's in that Spire truck, which won yeah, a few races seven. last year. Uh, I could totally see Corey LaJoy from being a current cup driver, knowing what he's doing, and he's good at drafting tracks, and that is a great truck. I could totally see him winning that race. I could totally see him also getting taken out in something stupid that oh, had nothing same, to do same, with him. same, same, same. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. I mean, I, if you pick a favorite, it's assuming he doesn't get wrecked. 100%. Because the, that's what I was talking about with those seven guys I can think of. Those are the guys that I don't anticipate causing the wreck. Yeah, Crafton uh, maybe out of a temper tantrum, but he won't cause a wreck from just driving and doing something stupid like some of these younger guys will. And it's just yeah. par for the course. It's part of it. That's why we always say these trucks need to go to like short tracks and do smaller events. There's as soon as you start throwing trucks at the wall at Daytona, you're going to wreck twenty of them. Yeah, uh, they just need to stick with the smaller stuff. Where if you do get in a wreck, you're affecting the three or four guys around you, but not the entire field. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the only big track, uh, big as in plate track that they do, I think they do still open their season at Daytona. And I think, like, man, they run – I think they could run Atlanta, and I think they run, like, Charlotte. And other than, like, that, I'm right there. It should be short tracks all across America and really show – like, one, it could show NASCAR around to some places maybe they don't get to get to. And, two, it could, like, let these guys learn their racecraft in mm -hmm. front of an audience, around other drivers, all of that. So yeah, and make it a support series. You. Don't put it out on its own. Nobody's. It, it's hard to make people show up to a race nobody cares about if it yeah. ain't supported. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, on to Xfinity. Uh 
one exactly everything I just said about the trucks is the exact opposite of how I feel of Xfinity. I love Xfinity. I love it at play tracks. I love it at short tracks. I love them at road courses. I love the Xfinity series. It's like just enough guys that have like just enough experience. Uh, it kind of reminds me of like what the truck series used to be, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, that couldn't be a better put. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fun. It, like guys still make mistakes because they are not the best driver in the world, but they are great drivers. You have that mix of those veteran guys in there, like a Justin Algar, who is a phenomenal driver. That I'm literally describing what the truck series used to be. Like they're hard to drive. They're slick. They're still an old school stock built race car they're not stock but you know what i mean like you can still tweak with them mess with them i've heard guys on the dell jr podcast talk about how like they enjoy they have moved down these are old heads that have moved out of the cup series and into xfinity that engineer and you know turn wrenches on xfinity cars because that's like where their passion is and you can still make great money but that's where their passion is you know to do this um and man, they always just put on a great show, like pretty much everywhere they go. We are, uh, we're Caleb included. We're not going to get to watch the truck race or the Xfinity Series race this year. Uh, we will be having the rehearsal dinners Friday night. Uh, wedding is Saturday night, so we'll be catching up on highlights. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you are an idiot if you don't think Austin Hill is not going to come out here and run good. The dudes statistics at plate tracks are unbelievable insane insane if i don't have any bets on the xfinity and his odds are always the lowest but uh austin hill parker Kligerman, those are the two that i would go with and my two guys i'm gonna watch all season are those two guys hell i to- i mean i totally get you watching those two guys i think austin hill has the talent and the attitude that it takes to be a winner uh, in these series. And he is loyal to his team, which just means that they're going to be loyal back. That Talk about some extra time to figure everything out and really get your get your name cemented in some Xfinity Series history right here. I could absolutely yeah. see him coming out and winning this race. Um, looking at all the other names I see down here, I think you'd also be an idiot not to think John Hunter's not going to come out here and run really strong. Is he running uh, for Gibbs? Yep, he's running for Gibbs this year. Um, I mean, you always got to look out for your jun- junior motorsports guys if they've got it figured out this year and they're yeah, not going to wreck the hell out they, of each other. Yeah, they do a great <laughs> job of running great and together until they wreck themselves. Until about 20 to go, and then they wreck themselves and cause the red flag everybody talks Dude, about for it a is, while. it is insane how often – it happens a lot. Which it is, happens it, which is way odd. too much for that. sure. Gosh, they I'm get to racing for themselves, and it just turns turns really bad really fast for the JRM cars. Absolutely. You know one guy I'm intrigued in, and this is just because it's in the pop culture of, ma- of motorsports right now, is how Frankie Munez does when he hits Daytona with a bunch of Xfinity guys. I'm just intrigued by it. I have never been one to get overhyped about anybody that's coming in with a large name. I wasn't on the Deegan train. Um, I'm not on the Munez train in the same way. It's like, I will see what you do when you're put in the position to succeed. I'm very intrigued to see how that goes. My, my only thing is dude, he is, you know, I don't really know much about Frankie Munez. I, I'm sorry. I don't, I, everybody knows I don't really watch TV or movies or anything. <laughs> I know his name. I don't, I have nothing against him and I same wish here. the best for him, but he's in a Joey Gase 
car. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh yeah. I, I don't expect uh, huge things by any means. I'm just intrigued you got, to see yeah. how the entire experience goes for him. Yeah, that's just somebody I'll be watching more as like a curiosity in this race than yeah. anything. I'm I don't expect him to come out here and set the world on fire by any means. But does he set his own car on fire? That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, uh, just if he was. Uh, and I kind of expected him. I'm not saying I expected him to get like a JRM ride or, you know, nothing like top tier, but I totally thought it was going to be better than Joey Gase, whatever their Emerling or whatever their name is. But I mean, it probably sells sponsorships better than anybody else they could have put in there, which is honestly probably yeah. exactly why they put him in there. Yeah. It's I just mean, tough. at least That's a just, certain amount of it. Yeah. And I'm not here to shit on Joey Gase, but like there's no. there's nothing nothing going on there. You can look at Joey Gase in those cars. You can look at other drivers they put in those cars, you know, over the last year or two. I mean, they're I, I saw where they did buy points from another team, so I think he's locked in. Well, there you go. But I mean it, it just it's how just far not is it gonna a, get you? Yeah, yeah. It's just not not the best equipment is my the sad part of that, you know, we're not going to see him in like good, you know, decent equipment, you know, I don't, and I have no idea what he ran in ARCA. I don't know who he ran for or any, anything. I don't know anything at all. So I'm not even yeah. going to speculate on that. I don't, I don't really know how well he even did uh, last year, but. Oh yeah. He's just somebody I like to, I like to point out like, Hey, he's racing. I'm going to be watching to see what, what happens there. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm cool. just intrigued it is a cool by story, the entire thing. You know, it, it's a cool story in the, in the kid, like, kid he's like a grown man he's got he's married with kids and older than me but the frankie know you know he knows racing i think he's raced a long time you know in in lower you know whatever lower tier series and such but uh yeah i'm excited you know i guess yeah no no doubt um how do we think uh how do we think brandon jones move over into junior motorsports is gonna go for him here i don't know it went terrible last year so i don't it was (laughs) awful so i don't know he went from being a Final Four contender the year before with JGR, and then mm-hmm. freaking last year just did terrible. I mean, they did awful last year. So yeah, I'm intrigued to see how what they what they can build on here. Is it did is this a mistake that's just continuing to play out? Like what what are we what are we seeing coming here? I mean, he's on a Super Bowl commercial. There's only NASCAR. <laughs> hey, if I, you could, I didn't if see. If you could sell sponsorships, you're guaranteed a ride. I, I swear, if you can yeah. get yourself on major TV, that just helps your case out that much better. Yeah, I mean, that's of all people to put on. I mean, it is what Menards paid for it. Obviously, it was a Menards commercial, and Dell Jr.'s on there, which is like the you know the biggest thing. He's bigger than race NASCAR, you know. So, um, I don't know. I, Brandon Jones has never really done anything to just set me on fire in any way, shape, or form. You know, I, he, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, my most recent memory of Brandon Jones is him getting punted an extra 30 miles an hour into the corner at Martinsville by Ty Gibbs <laughs> two years ago and not winning Martinsville. I remember that yeah. vividly. And Hard to that, forget that one. Yeah. And I remember he's just like, pretty much like, thank God I'm leaving here and going to JRM. But man, like got the same sponsorship, everything, but just last year just didn't, yeah, just didn't work out. You know, last year it just didn't. You know, and, and Junior, you know, I'm sure he's he looks at that and puts the right pieces and parts together. And obviously, last year they didn't have the right pieces and parts together. But maybe, you know, maybe that's something they worked on in the off season, and he can figure that out. Absolutely. 
it's just a it's a weird lineup this year because not a lot has changed for the Xfinity series. Uh, especially specifically talking Daytona because a lot of the guys that left last year are plopping back into their old seats just to give it another go. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I just think you're, you're still watching out for your Cole Custer to, to repeat the championship run that he did last year. You just, he, you put him in an Xfinity car and it's like a completely different driver. Yeah. You put him in anything else. I mean, at the trucks, he did pretty damn well, but you put him in that Xfinity car and he was one of the major three names that were a part of that one season all of them went to cup he's the only one yeah. to drop back down but his success comes right back wins a championship yeah yeah uh, I'm, yeah cole custer he's got he's got that figured out for sure uh also i mean riley hurst he came in and you know was kind of mediocre throughout the whole season mm-hmm. and then man at the end of the year one of the fastest cars on the racetrack for like the last like seven eight weeks yeah uh, did they carry them. that over yeah i see i i do see that carrying over you know Stuart haas has their you know, issues in cup, but they have never had issues in the Xfinity series. So I see that continuing to carry over. And one person I forgot to mention earlier, I am super, super, super excited to see what Josh Williams Uh does in that colleague car. I was waiting to hear about it. Yeah. I'm super pumped about that. That's going to be fun to see. It's by far the best opportunity he's ever had. And, uh, fans love him. He's a good race car driver. And I just hope it all comes together. And especially somewhere like a short track or a road course. I mean, colleagues, they can run good anywhere. So I don't know what I'm talking about. They, he's that's they, they can they can do it. He can they can win races in that car. No question. Absolutely, they can. Almondinger's his teammate. You know, he's come back down from Cup, back down got, to Xfinity again, and Daniel that does Dye. nothing but make that team just way better, way better. Yeah. And I mean, when he was there, and Chastain and Justin Haley, dude, it felt like colleague was winning like every weekend. And they were such a tight team. Yeah. I mean, that was a re- that was a really cool moment in that team's history to be watching. If you were paying attention back then, you were seeing something really special. You were seeing three people really go out there and prove themselves. Chastain, you've got people saying that he's a championship contender. You got Justin Haley, who goes out here and runs what should be a backmarker car up in the top ten at the Coliseum. We'll see how that continues, but he's. He's making huge moves and getting his name out there. He's got a win in the Cup Series. And then you got him that's sticking around, doing it again. And I honestly, I just feel like he's in such a good position. It's hard for me to ever see him moving back up into Cup because I just love where he's at right now. To my Almondinger? Yeah, he's yeah. always got – He's he just seems like the mentor of the group. The guy who's been there, done that, maybe he doesn't have all the trophies and everything that you'd expect for somebody to be talked about like that. But watching his progression from – the guy we counted on just for road courses too. This guy's dangerous pretty much everywhere you put him. Yeah, he shows you what it, what it takes to really grow as a leader and as a racecraft or growing your racecraft. He's someone these young guys can come in and look at and say he's doing it, so why can't I? Yeah, I'm right there. You know, in Cup Almondinger, I mean, he did it last year, he did it the year before last. He can he's gonna he can win you a road course race in a Cup car. In an Xfinity car, Almondinger can win any race. Any race. He's won. In, in Xfinity, he's won plate races. He's won Atlanta. He's won, you know, Charlotte Oval Tracks. I think he wins the Roval every year. He wins multiple road courses. He has won at Bristol. I mean, the dude in an Xfinity car can win everywhere. And that's the kind of guy they need and want in that car, you know? So. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you can dog me out for saying this. It is such a downgrade to go from Almondinger to Daniel Hemrick in the Cup Series. And I apologize <laughs> yep. if you're a Daniel Hemrick fan, but that's just the truth. That is the truth. Um, but I do think, just as a company standpoint, I do, I do think I understand the move to win any week in Xfinity. And I think Josh is, you know, kind of just right behind Almendinger with that. So I, I think X, uh, in Xfinity, colleague, just as they've always been, will be a front-running car. Yeah. And I you agree. also have Shane SVG running for them Shane as well. So SVG. Is he running just, this 500 or the, the Daytona race? I don't think he's he running is. a full schedule for college. Is he? In, in what, Xfinity. What What's his number that he's rocking this 97. year? 97. Okay. They still have it listed as the TBD on here. I was trying to remember who it was that was yeah, in yeah. there, and that would be it. He's running the full schedule. He's running like uh, like 10 to 11 cup races, and he's doing I, I From what I heard, he's doing a full Xfinity and 25 other races split between cup and trucks. And obviously, they're just trying to get his feet wet in oval racing. I mean, that's yeah. he Does has no experience <laughs> in oval racing at all. So he he's getting his feet wet in oval racing. Um, I mean, dude, getting to watch though, getting to watch week not weekly, but any time they race a road course though, getting to watch Almendinger and SVG go at it is going to be top tier TV. Hell yeah, it is. So I'm definitely excited for that. I'm excited for that, and they're in the same stable, so that's going to be awesome. Yeah. But, Talk about just the, the things that a NASCAR win can do for you. To go from somebody that in, nobody in NASCAR had ever even heard of to somebody that everybody's excited to watch race 25 races spread across three series, that's, that's what you're looking for right there. That's just the magic that you cannot predict. You can't yeah. make it up. It's just you, went out, you go out there and you prove it, and you get all the shots in the world. I mean, yeah. that's just Every, everybody's that's unbelievable. Pumped. Everybody's pumped for SVG. I mean, I haven't, I mean, every single fan out there is like excited to see what he can do and what he can accomplish this year with, I mean, I mean, with doing that much racing between, I mean, what, what is Xfinity like 36, 35 races plus yeah. 25 more. I mean, I'd put that at probably the most, that's going to be the most seat time in NASCAR sanctioning body of any other driver in the field. He's going to be in the car over 50 times between the two. So like, I mean, between money, the three, money, sorry. Money. So, like, yeah, he's, that's, that's exciting. I mean, that, that's exciting, you know. Yeah. No matter who you all are. All the way around. That's good shit right there. Let's go into the big daddy of them all, the Daytona 500. 500. Uh, ah, this is Blaney's year, man. I'm going to call it like a Cowboys <laughs> fan. This is Blaney's year. We're going to win the, we're going to win the Super NASCAR Bowl. I wasn't going to say this and I till later, but I'm going to say it now, and I hate that freaking Dale Jr. already said this because now it's just going to sound like I'm following Dale Jr. when I already had thought this. I think Ryan Blaney has just as good of a year as he did last year and, or, or better to get him to where he needs to be, and I don't see anyone that is better than Ryan Blaney at Phoenix I would not be surprised if Ryan Blaney repeats as a champion. Damn, I want that written up on the wall right here yeah. behind me, where you can and see I my hand waving. I freaking hate Just, Dale Jr. said it first, but I I have thought that since. I mean, like he's like on another level. 
at at plate at, tracks in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> it's just like if that all stays the same. And granted, we got a lot of factors into that. You know, throughout we got a thirty eight race season, but then also with these Toyota and Ford and Chevys and such. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I also think Ross Chastain is a final four driver next year as well. And I could totally see them beating and banging for the championship in Phoenix, but I'm just going to go out and say, we can get to, we're going to get to our final four predictions in a minute, but I think Blaney repeats as a champion. Damn. I just, I'm going to paraphrase a little when I put that quote on the wall. I am a closet Blaney fan. No, 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 no. That is not not Blaney fan. I'm just going off of what I see on the racetrack. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have been raised a Cowboys fan, and anybody that's been a Ryan Blaney fan for the past however long I've been one knows what I'm talking about. Blaney, a lot of times, gosh, he has all, he has everything on the plate right there. It's just, can he make the handoff onto his table without dropping it? I mean, that's been always the, the issue. I've always been a Cowboys fan my entire life, so I've watched that plate hit the ground every season. So I'm always so hesitant to make such a bold prediction about my own team. I will joke about it, but I'm hardly ever serious. And so my hopes are extremely high. I think this is the year the 500 finally gets landed. Um, And I'm saying that because I'm going to say that every year that Blaney's running this car (laughs) and he goes into the 500, but. I mean, he's right there every time. He was, he's was he been second here, I think, twice now at the 500. I mean, he's always right up there at the front. You look at any video of anything that's going on in the later stages of a Daytona 500, and if the 12's not up front, he just made a pit stop. I mean, it's just always been that way. So yeah. that's, of course, my, my hope is Blaney goes out there and dominates, um, and I think it definitely could happen. But I think you're also still watching out for those other those Hendrick guys. I know everybody dogs on Lagano, not Lagano Hamlin after the next gen update. I agree with everything that gets said, but I still think he's always going to be dangerous. So, so 500. So when I, I really say that, I'm just saying his stats <clears throat> from yeah. the other car to this car. Do oh, I, I still agree. think Denny Hamlin is is the best, if not one of the best plate drivers in the field? One thousand percent. Yeah. I'm just going off of like, dude dominated. I mean, dude's got three day Tona 500 wins. Like mm-hmm. he dominated plate tracks there in that other car, and then it is just like I said that window's closing. So they're they're he's got it figured out, obviously, but like it just isn't hasn't translated yet. And we're only two full seasons in, so it's not like he's you know doomed by no means. Yeah, I completely agree. I think he's going to be dangerous. I think uh, we've already talked about Blaney being dangerous. Uh, Really, your RFK cars, I think that's another one you definitely should be watching out for late in this race. Uh, It all depends on how they make it through the rest of the day. I really think Keselowski finally gets his win in the first half of this year. I don't think it's going to take him all the way until the last half. I'm so ready for that American flag coming out of the smoke. I'm so so ready. I'm ready for for him, too. And our buddy Brandon out there, who was just on the podcast a couple episodes ago, I know he's ready for it as well. We're all just sitting here waiting on it to happen. Yep. But that's definitely another one to win it. But you look back at last year, man, you don't know who's winning this sucker. It could be anybody at the end of the day. Yeah. I'm going to go. So I agree with everything you just said. Obviously, you, your Blaney's, Hamlin's, and I'm going to get to RFK when I say what I'm about to say. But, like, your Blaney's and Hamlin's, like, 
I, those guys aren't underdogs. Like those are your top dogs of this. So I'm gonna read off my bets. I did fifty dollars, five dollars a piece of bets for the five hundred. Um, I did not pick any top dogs at all. I picked all no maybe, winner bet. He said no, no, no. I picked winner bets, but not from those kind of guys. Like not that. Um. So here we go. I'm gonna read my bets to you real quick. Um. So obviously. We always say put money on your favorite. Put money on Larson is do I think Larson's <laughs> going to win this race? Probably oh, not. Sorry, he has 100% gotten better, though. I mean, his first couple ever top fives in plate races came last year. And uh, I've seen him in my own two eyes at Atlanta run very good. But I am just got money on Larson because he is my favorite. So that's we'll just go ahead and throw that out there. My other winning bet is Brad K. I think Brad K. Brad K. is so due for a win, and he has been talking about winning the Daytona 500 since I started watching him race when I was in middle school. Like he is a drafting guy, he's a plate guy. He's just got to have all the things line up. But Brad K. is my other winning bet. My top three bets are Brad K. and Chris Busher. I think. RFK adding that third car, that that is exactly what they plan to do. Is those three, you're going to be hard pressed to not see those six, seventeen, and sixty together oh, yeah. the whole entire race, right on top of each other. Top five, I have a David Reagan bet because of that it. same exact thing. David Reagan has won at Daytona before. He has won at multiple plate multiple plate wins. And I think that car is going to be just as good as those guys' car. Obviously, it is. I see no reason. I don't think that's a dumb bet by no means because I think those, like I just said, those three are going to be together. And David Reagan has plate experience and has won plate races. Another top five bet, Corey LaJoy. I have bet Corey LaJoy top five at Atlanta, Daytona, and Talladega multiple times, and I have won money on him multiple times. So. He's just that kind of guy. He hangs out at the yeah. back, lets everybody do a bunch of stupid stuff, and he comes along at the end. And he also says he doesn't let off the gas because every position is $25,000 and <laughs> basically a big bird finger to you if you think Corley Joy is ever going to lift. So I love that mentality. Corley Joy <laughs> has that. my other top five bet. And here is the super-duper underdog from the back throwing shit against the wall bet. Wait, let me see if I can guess what it is. For the top think, five? Yeah, I don't think you can. Uh, for a super off the wall top five bet from way back in the back, way in the back, way in the back. I don't think you're gonna pick Jimmy on that one. I don't think you wouldn't tell me it would be that hard to pick. Justin Haley. God d- dang, damn, knew it. What the hell? <laughs> you're picking Justin Haley. You son of a bitch. How Based did you know? Solely off of his uh, performance last <laughs> week or two weeks ago, and the fact that he's talked so highly of this team. And, and dude, he has a good got drafter. a win. He has, tons and he's got of a win wins. at Daytona. Yes, he has. Granted, wins. it was off of a little weird lightning pit stop to- totally. strategy, but, but, but at drafting tracks. He has t- multiple wins in the Xfinity series at drafting tracks. He knows yeah. how to draft. Uh, you don't have to have the best car to win. So, coming from the back, baby, Justin Haley, I'm Dang. in on it. I can't remember who picked it. DBC, one of the DBC guys picked him to win, and that got me thinking, and I was like, man, I could see it. And we talked so highly of him last week, 
And I'm so in, and I'm so mind blown that you just picked that. That just blew my Out mind of all completely. All the guys that are back there, I know. I was really looking. I was like, man, I don't see him. But I must be easy to read. I must be easy to read because you. Nah, know, you I just had to one. really think about if I, if you had to make me bet on one of these guys, it's like John Hunter Nemechek and back. I was just looking at it. He would have probably been my pick too, because I mean, I didn't see you picking AJ because he can be kind of inconsistent when you put him in cup, yeah. whether he's winning or not. If they can get all those college cars lined up like they used to in Xfinity back like a couple years ago, yeah, when they would, just like we were talking about, when it was Haley Chastain and Amendinger, and one of them wins and they're all up there hugging at the same time, looking like the end of uh, Talladega Nights, like that's that's if they can make that happen, that bet's gonna that that's one of those things that were it would pay off for them. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking back to that, I was like, man, it's got to be. It's gotta that's be funny. Haley. So He's Justin be Haley is my other. Uh, top five bet, and then I made two head-to-head bets. I do little parlays with two sets of drivers. I picked Reddick over Chastain, and this is just this is literally there's no uh, at a plate track there's no rhyme or reason for this. So I just took what I was you know thinking. Mm-hmm. There's no have no other explanation other than that. Took Reddick over Chastain because I think Chastain makes some super aggressive, crazy moves at plate tracks. We saw it literally firsthand at Talladega last year, him trying to force that deal and getting slammed in the wall. And then and you picked Michael McDowell over Ricky Stenhouse. Jr. Nope, I picked Stenhouse over McDowell. Dang, I thought you were going to pick it the other way around. Yeah, I was, you know, close, but it's uh, that's apples and oranges right yeah, there. Two I mean, guys that even... don't win nothing but five hundreds lately. Yeah. And then. I picked Barry over Zane Smith because Barry's in a Ford and he does have experience and Zane Smith is I kind of already explained about Zane Smith and Carson Hosevar last week. I have I think I have high expectations for what they're going to do. I just picked Barry over Zane Smith because he's in a Ford. Ford's going to push better and I just think that's going to happen. And this is all pending upon no Rex. This is just yeah. me talking here. And then I picked Bush over Truex because both of them suck ass and hate plate (laughs) racing, but Bush won Talladega last year. So I'm just going to pick Bush over Truex just because. I like it. I haven't placed any of my bets, by the way, for all those listening. So that's why I'm not jumping in as much over here because I am still waiting to kind of see what I want to do. I think a lot of mine's going to be dependent on watching the duels. I really just I want to see how these bodies have changed the racing before I'm going to feel confident. I know that's going to mean some odds changed up. But yeah, it will. Man, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, I agree with all your logic and reasoning on there. I mean, I would probably pick McDowell over Stenhouse just because Ricky's got that nickname for a reason. Yeah, you're right. And he's uh, in a Ford. I mean, I, I, it's, it, they're literally like... That's a toss-up, though. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah, literally head, they're like even or whatever it's called. You know what I mean? So Yep. It could be to the point where they both get in the same wreck and it just who ends up traveling further than the other. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it could be that. Yeah. It, it just You really never know. On those head-to-head bets... Really, at plate tracks in general, you don't have no idea because anything no. literally can happen. But I'm just going off of what I thought would be, you know, cool. Yeah. You know, I don't know. One person um, that we didn't mention at all that I think is a definite, uh, so definitely someone to look at for a top three bet, maybe even a top five at the odds that he's placed at. But Bubba Wallace is always super strong at Daytona, and we didn't give him any mention yet. Yeah, that is. I'm. I will say. Correct. 100%. If you place a bet on him to 
top three or top five this sucker, I could see that I could see that bet paying off for sure. Yeah, he he's finished top five in the Daytona five hundred multiple times. Yeah. So yeah, definitely, I, agree with uh, you. I didn't even maybe think about maybe that. sprinkle a little love down there. I didn't even there think about Wallace. that, but um, I would not be opposed. I bet money on Bubba at plate tracks last year. Um, I don't remember if any of them panned out, but uh, Bubba is never a bad bet at a plate track. No, especially Daytona. That's the one where he shines the most. All right, let's go into. I already have my four. I want to hear what your four, top four, final four prediction is for this season. <laughs> That's my prediction right there. Um, man, I sometimes I just have to look at these damn drivers and just really, really think about it. But, man, if I'm going to have to pick my final four, I will give a little bit of info as I go down this too. I'd have to say... I'm still thinking Denny Hamlin makes it to the Final Four. I think he had a lot of really bad luck situations happen to him right there at the end of the season. Uh, were they his fault? Were they not? That's um, up for debate. Obviously, the mechanical failures are not his problem. But he also yeah. had a shoulder problem going into the end of the year. He says you get the a healthy healthiest Denny he's Hamlin. ever been in a race car. Yeah, and you get a healthy Denny Hamlin at the end of the year. I think... As much as everybody likes to joke about him choking when the big one comes, you can't choke if he ain't there. And he's in the conversation every year. That's I think, a great quote. I think he, uh, I think he makes it to the final four. Thank you. I just thought that one up off the top of my head. That's pretty good. We should put that on um, a shirt or something. Man, they changed up the playoffs a little bit this year, so I think Seabell is going to be your not so surprised dropout. I think if you're not paying attention, you'd think it was a surprise he didn't make it. I think we're paying attention, and I think we can say that this may be the year that Seabell stumbles a little bit because they changed up. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to say that he's the one that drops out of there for me. We said um, this last year. The, the schedule lined up perfect for Christopher Bell as who he is as a race car driver. Absolutely. And he's been in there two times. And I could also say this. You could probably put in that in the same quote as you just did about you can't choke if you ain't there kind of thing. Yeah. Like, he has made it to Phoenix two years in a row. Yep. And I know last year he 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 had the the brake failure or whatever, but he the the races line up perfectly for him to get there, but they don't have Phoenix figured out yet. And he's every time he's got to Phoenix, he's been the weakest link of the group. Yes. Granted, absolutely. I'd rather be the weakest link of the final four than the best link in the top eight. But <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, it just works out for him to get there. And he is very consistent on those tracks, and that's why he's there. So I totally understand, but he has just been that weakest link. So that's why I also don't have Bell in my Final Four either. Yeah. So I'm going to start my Final Four off with Hamlin, obviously. I think the next driver I would put in there, without almost even having to think about it, uh, Joey Logano. I think Joey had an extremely off year last year. Extremely I think they were really off. slow. I don't think I don't think you see that from Joey Logano year over year over year. I don't see him being the kind of driver that lets that ride. So I think that he finds a way to change all that up and gets there for the final four. Honestly, I think Tyler Reddick has his year this year. 
and makes it to the Final Four as well. 23-11's been on the come-up ever since they got in there. They have a game plan to put a driver into the Final Four and be a championship contender within, within five, five years. years. Yeah, this is year number four. They're on year number four. I could absolutely see them getting a driver to the Final Four, and I think we all know who that driver is going to be out of the two of them. Uh, so Hamlin, Logano, Reddick. My pride, obviously, is riding on Blaney, getting in there a fourth time. It's going to be between Blaney, Larson, and Martin Truex is the the you final. You got to give me one though. You I know I got to give you one, and why not just let it ride on your favorite, Logano, Hamlin, Reddick, uh, Blaney. But if there's those two that I could say that make it without uh, that knock any of those guys out, it's obviously going to be Larson or Truex. I think those are going to be your your six favorites for me, and I think those are going to be my final four. I like Hamilton, Nagano, Blaney, and Reddick. I like all of those picks. Mine are a hair different. Um, I I I love what you said about Logano. I think that is correct. I just I don't know. Last year was super off. I could totally. It wouldn't surprise me if they lit the world on fire, and it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't. I don't. I know that's that's a big spread, but I get it. I, that's kind of where I I'm at. I, just a little inconsistent. The new body. I just don't know yet. So, I heard Dell Jr. Dell Jr. also picked Logano to be in his final four. So, like, I could, I 100% would not be surprised. Here's mine. Blaney picked him as a repeat champion. I've kind of already dug into why I picked Blaney. Chastain, because they freaking lit it up at the end of last year. They have the most. Bush Beer is the top spending sponsor that's on a car this season i saw that on a thing hell yeah like on the Go top Bush 10 most, almost enough to make me switch <laughs> the top 10 most like spent money in nascar geico was on there coca-cola obviously like your major four like coca-cola xfinity well bush is there but bush is the only one that like also sponsors a car as well yeah but they were like sitting at number six or seven something like that and they were the first big one that's like actually on a race car so, I mean, it's his primary sponsor for almost the whole entire season. I love that. Um, I just think Trackhouse is, man, I've said it before, but working at Trackhouse right now had to be what it was like working for track for DEI back in the day. Like, they just yeah. have a lot of potential. They also cash in on that potential. And they have uh, a lot of fun doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It just it just seems like such a cool place. You know, I'm, I'm I just I love that. So Chastain, because of those reasons. Um Larson, not because he's my favorite, but because he is one of the most I mean, he's gonna win races. And yeah, he, he was my hardest one to not include. Yeah. So and he's Kyle Larson. I just think he's gonna be in the final four. And the last one, hundred percent agree with you, Denny Hamlin. He's at the top of his game. He's the biggest superstar in the sport. Love him or hate him. He's in his prime, and he's got a couple more years of that prime. Not a bunch. He knows his, you know, they kind of go off those statistics. Like, once you go over that 40 years old, it kind of starts going downhill. But, damn, if he ain't in the prime of it right now. And, I mean, his goals for this season are literally not top tens. He is like, we are a top five. We should be contending for wins every single year, every single race. So, I believe. 100%, out, like you said, outside of some bad luck, mechanical failures, which can happen to anyone, Hamlin is your fourth guy. 
it's funny. Like I said, we did not talk about this at all, but I also no. have Reddick being right there as well <laughs> because 2311, like you said, they, they are doing kind of like track house. They're doing all the right stuff. They got all the right people, you know, Michael Jordan, all the sponsors, all the things. But if you put in there out, you know, last year, Tyler Reddick probably coulda, shoulda, woulda won like six, maybe seven races, dude. Like he, he had speed like William Byron had speed, but he they did. had loose wheels, pit road penalties and wrecks and things like driver and crew mistakes speeding on. He had some stuff that took him out of wins. But he had the speed to win five to seven races. I don't see that changing. It's just like I haven't seen Reddick, and he had a problem with this at RCR as well. Completing races all the way yeah. around, from the driver to the crew chief to the crew to pit row, everything. Like he hasn't proven to me, and Reddick is like one of my favorite drivers, by the way. He just hasn't proven that like he can be that hundred percenter, finish every race like a Denny Hamlin can. Uh, so that's why he's outside of my top four. But if he does win and capitalizes on all those races like he did last year, he would have been like William Byron had enough points to push him in deeper than eight, the top eight. I think that would have pushed him over the threshold into the top four. Yeah. So if he capitalizes on all those situations, he's probably a final four driver, but he's my first one out. So I got Blaney, Chastain, Larson, Hamlin, Reddick being fifth. Hell yeah, I love it. I love that we're right on, right there, next neck and neck. Because yeah, you don't even have it listed in the. If you do, I just didn't. It's, read it's it listed on my. It's on my betting note, gotcha. which is different from my yeah. racing note so, we have. Absolutely no preface to this. We just pick the drivers the same, and it's hilarious that we do that every yeah. time. Just part of part of how we. Uh, I think we just think a lot alike whenever it comes to this kind of stuff. And we kind of look at the same lens when it comes to yep. watching racing. You know? No doubt. No doubt. Um, um, so I don't know how much more time you have. I'm We're about running out of it. Running out. So we got a... Uh, damn, I really wanted to get into some of this, though. I know we're pushing I think we definitely can. Maybe a little bit towards we kinda, the 500 weekend, but... Um, I'll, I'll I'll just pick one of them. You wanted to do this, and I love yeah. the idea. Is uh, picking based off of where someone finished last year in the point standings, where they will finish this year. Um, and I want to ask you about one specifically because I know you pay attention to this guy, and they've been in a little bit of a weird spot. But Eric Jones finished twenty seventh last year. It's pretty damn abysmal. Yeah. A lot of that had to do with the fact that they were switching manufacturers. There was a lot of change-ups going on at that company. You lost one driver, had to put another driver in there. It's been term it's been pretty pretty much turmoil over there constantly last year. Do they land? Do they improve? Do they get worse? Where do they go? Uh I think Eric Jones is definitely better in 27th. He is one that I'm if there was a bet that I could put down, I would put down money that Eric Jones finishes better than 27th in points. Uh, I kind of said it earlier, I'm super pumped <clears throat> about them moving to Toyota. I think that does nothing but help them. They're obviously at a tier one Toyota team when there's only three, you know, so there's only nine Toyotas. So obviously they're, you know, top tier. And I have made, I cannot remember my exact quote from last season, but I've said something along the lines of like 
you could put Eric Jones in like a minivan and he could be fast at Darlington. And if you can be <laughs> fast at Darlington, you are a race car driver. Hell yeah. And so I think even last year having an off season, he ran great at Darlington. And towards the end of the year, I know manufacturers switched and all that. All that aside, they did their year was awful. And then towards the end, it came back up to where him and Hosevar was driving that car. They both ran well towards the end of the year. So I don't see nothing but coming up for Eric Jones and the 42 being uh, John Hunter. I think not that he's going to set the world on fire. And I don't think Eric Jones sets the world on fire. But I think Eric Jones makes playoffs. Hell yeah. I love that prediction. Does Jimmy Johnson win in one of his eight races this season? No, he does not win a race, no. I, I have to agree, but I've never actually seen a Jimmy Johnson win. And yeah. everybody else may be sick of it, but I want to see at least one before I die. You, like, stop watching when Jimmy Johnson, like, you're, you started watching, like, the year Jimmy had three wins, and it was about six I, weeks after you started his last win. Yeah, his last one happened at, uh, I think, Dover. Yeah, something like that. Was it like Dover that. or Pocono? I can't something, remember if it was Dover yeah. or Pocono. But he won that race in, like, June, and I started watching in September. Yeah. So I missed it by that much, missing a Jimmy Johnson win. I got two I want to ask you about before we get off here. Uh, and I have my opinions about both of these as well. Does Ty Gibbs win a race? Hell no. You don't think Ty Gibbs wins a race? No. I, think, I don't think Ty Gibbs wins a race. I think Ty Gibbs wins a race and he makes the, in the and makes the playoffs. Down there in the trucks? No. Nope. Oh wait, Ty Gibbs. For some reason my head just heard Ty Dillon and I was like, no, absolutely not. Oh, sorry. Uh, Ty Gibbs. Ty, Ty Gibbs. Gibbs does Okay, I said this to Dawson back when he won Daytona Road Course in his first Xfinity start. My exact quote after that race and you can verify that I said this to you. That kid's going to win a championship one day. Yeah. And I didn't say in a specific series. I don't care what series it's in. He's going to be a championship contender, and he's going to win a championship one day. And I called that the moment that it happened. And it's just continued to trend in that direction. Does Ty Gibbs want to race this year? Would I be surprised if he didn't? A little, yeah. I'd be a little surprised if he didn't win a race. He's got everything he needs. He's got, he's got his grandpa on his team. He's got a great car underneath him. He's got great, uh, great people around him. He's got a championship teammate in Martin Truex Jr. He's got an obvious Another leader teammate. of the sport yeah, in uh, Denny yeah. Hamlin. Yeah. He's got Christopher Bell, who stands right next to him and makes it into the championship for the last two years. Expectations are high. Very high. And you have to meet very demanding, pressured situations, and he's proven multiple times in his past that he can rise to that pressure which is exactly why I think he wins a race this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was if he rattles off a couple. I don't, I'm not sure I'm ready to call him for a late playoff run yet. Maybe. I think, his, I think my goal for Ty Gibbs this year is to make it to the top 12 and as like a gold star in your chest making the top eight. If he makes it anything less than the top 12, I think I will be disappointed in his performance this year. Interesting. I, I say he wins a race, and I think – even though he is in a Gibbs car, he wins a race, makes playoffs. I don't know what happens after that with anything, but that I that's I hundred percent think he wins a race. Obviously, that puts you in the playoffs. My second question, and this is one of the most talked about preseason people of the whole entire year, Daniel Suarez. Yeah, final year of his contract, finished nineteenth in points last year. Just. What has he done other than Sonoma win? 
and he ha- didn't. I mean, dude won a championship with Joe Gibbs, you know, along uh, quite a few years ago in Xfinity. I totally, I do not think Suarez is a bad driver. He is just, I don't know, doesn't get the job done always to me. And he is in the final year of his contract. And Trackhouse has SVG, which we just talked about, one of the most talked about people in racing right now. And they mm-hmm. also have Zane Smith, who is another young <clears throat> kid with a lot of talent. Uh, uh, dude, if SVG Ooh. comes out and does well, Suarez might be gone. Well, that's kind of exactly what I was about to say is Suarez has proven with his recent performance that Trackhouse needs to have a backup plan. And what is Trackhouse? They are creating two separate backup plans at the same time. So if I was Suarez, I would be shaking in my boots right now. Absolutely, like, have to go out there. You have to at least get close to matching what Chastain does. Have to. You can't. And Chastain's about to have a big season. Yeah, Chastain finished ninth last year in the point standings. And that was kind of disappointing for Chastain. So you only know he's going to do better than he did last year. And you did 10 spots worse than him, missed the playoffs and all. Yeah. You have got to make it to the round of eight this year if you're Suarez. Yeah. Because your expectation is to match your teammate who is going to do that. Yeah. Your teammate is going to make it to the round of eight. And if he doesn't, that would be a major surprise. So that's got to be your goal right now. Yeah. He, um, he can't do I go think out. he's good enough to do it? No. I don't, I don't think he's got it. I yeah. think Suarez is a. Awesome personality. I think he does a lot of good stuff for Trackhouse and for the sport. You get him in the booth. All the ladies love to hear him talk. You get him out there with the Mexico series, and he obviously brings that series up. So he has some of that star power that you need, but you've got to back that stuff up with some on-the-track performance. You've got to be worth going to talk to after the races are over in a post-race interview. You're not doing that for your team. You're letting them down. They've got all this money coming in from Bush Beer because of what your teammate's doing. That's their expectation. If you can't meet that, then you're going to have to find where you're going next because they are already starting to create their backup plan for you. They are looking at the end of your contract term with excitement right now because they know that they need to improve that drive. So, yeah, I'd I'd be very worried. You have it listed as a hot seat here. I'd have 100% say, the seat's so damn hot, he can barely sit in it right now. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's like, is, is, <laughs> do you crumple under that pressure, or does that pressure make him go out and run top 10 every week? Only time will tell. You know, we don't know. But when I say this, there's nothing wrong with what I'm about to say because I grew up watching guys like this. Suarez, to me, and he has proved it, he could – he does just okay at the Cup Series – but that man could go into the Xfinity series and be exactly what I just talked about with AJ Allmendinger and be at a car that wins every, has a chance to win every single week. And if that's what comes out of this, which me personally I totally could see this happening. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with that. And nothing I think those got having those guys like AJ Allmendinger, Justin Algar, Daniel Suarez, if it would have happened. Cole make, Custer. Cole Custer, 100%. Make that series even more fun and better to watch. I just see that being Suarez's path. Because, obviously, like something like the Mexico series, he goes out in a car he hasn't been in in over 10 years and just wears them out. 
So, like, he's too good for that, but just not good enough for, I'm talking about talent-wise, like, just yeah. not necessarily got that, like, cup thing, you know? So, I could see him finding a great spot and landing in somewhere in the Xfinity Series and him doing exceptionally well in that. Yeah. And, hell, who knows? Maybe the pressure is exactly what he needs. Maybe he's too comfortable. I don't know. That's yeah. a hard thing to That's a hard thing to say without knowing the guy. But it's it's going to be interesting to see what he can manage to pull off this year. My expectations just aren't that high. Same. One last question before you go. Josh Berry, Noah Graxon, do they make the playoffs? Berry, Berry will – gosh, it's hard to say with the way the SHR ran. I know Tony comes out and talks a big game about how they're going to improve, but yeah. – I don't that know that I see that. Interesting, some interesting quotes in that uh, Yeah, I don't know if I there. see that really playing out. I don't know, man. I don't think Gregson – I don't think Gregson does anything better than Eric Amarola did in that car. Um, Which was like 22nd in points because this was one of the people that Denny talked about. Yep. And Denny, Denny said – he was on along the lines of kind of what I said about Logano. Like, do I see Gregson going out and having a, you know, pretty solid year? Wouldn't be surprised. Could I see Gregson going out and not having a great year at all? Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I really think that Gregson's just going to – Gregson's going to determine his own path here. Uh, But Barry, I don't know, man. It's tough for me to – it's tough for me to call that one. You get him on a track that he's good at and he sneaks a win out, then hell yeah. But I don't think he's going to – I think if you have another year like you've been having for the last couple of years where there's only two to four spots open for points, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'm going to necessarily think that he's got the points. Yeah, I – I'm going to say no on either one. Uh, I think Josh Berry is going to turn into a great Cup Series driver, but he's only got like 15 starts in this car, you know, and yeah. The, another aspect of this is SHR is just going through a lot of things, a lot of changes, man, a lot of changes, all the way yeah. from, you name it, it's changing, it's Stuart Haas all the way down to the logo. We have three dollars. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> so that that's one of my reasons why. Now we have this conversation next year. That answer most likely will be different. But uh, I don't think Barry or Gregson make the playoffs. Yeah, I think if you're asking me which one has the better chance, Barry. Which one's actually gonna? Neither. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. Anyway, well, I hate to say that's yeah. all the time I Thank got. Y'all. I got to get rolling onto an advanced call. But... Thank y'all for hanging out with us. Uh, this will be Absolutely. out later this afternoon. I've already talked to Burrell. Uh, I've already lied to everybody, so let's go ahead and just tell you I'm psyching you out. Yeah, I told you we weren't gonna, and we did anyway. We faked you, you out. Just never let them know your. And next then I move. told Burrell we were gonna do it. Then I said we're not gonna do it because Caleb's stuff's messed up. And then I said we're gonna do it. And he said, "All right, cool." We're all so, over the map today. Anyways, I really enjoyed that. I think that was like great professional talking uh anyways man we're ready for the 500 tomorrow night heck yeah i'm ready for qualifying tomorrow night let's go happy valentine's day to all the lovely couples out there and if you're single enjoy it it (laughs) only lasts for so long love you folks we'll see y'all thank y'all adios